another episode of Soli A Podcast. I am your host, Carmen. For today's quick how-to episode, I want to talk about how you can practice slow fashion while you're sheltering in place during quarantine. I've been at home since mid-March and I've had the same two pair of sweatpants on rotation along with a couple of sweaters and t-shirts. I'm pretty sure that my team is tired of seeing the same sweater on Zoom, but you know, during this time, as I truly wonder when I'm going to wear regular clothes again, I'm also wondering how I can keep practicing slow fashion while I'm home without having to overtly spend a lot of money or having to redo my closet, even though it's a very, very tempting idea that keeps coming up to my mind. And you could ask my husband, he's definitely going to tell you that he keeps telling me, no, Carmen, you you don't need to go shopping right now. Just like fast fashion, slow fashion is one of those things that we can totally sit here and debate for hours. There really is no standard and no one way to do slow fashion. But I think we can all agree that slow fashion is seriously a conscious choice to slow or reduce the way we're consuming fashion and to invest in more sustainable and ethically made items. While fast fashion promotes overconsumption and overproduction of fashion items made with not the best practices, either in fabric or fiber sourcing, and most definitely labor. I truly, truly believe that sustainability and conscious consumerism is a journey. We all live it out at different points within the spectrum, consciously, or unconsciously. As far as slow fashion goes, I look at it in seven buckets or seven ways in which you can practice slow fashion. The first bucket, as you can call it, is handmade clothing, which is clothing that you make yourself. The second bucket is sustainable or eco-friendly clothing. So it's clothing that its purpose or its, or its production is mainly based on the way it affects the environment. The ethical bucket looks at how is it that this clothing item is affecting the people who are making it. Are these people having a living wage? Do they have great working conditions? And is the business that sells the ethical fashion a transparent business? The fourth bucket, I would say, is upcycling. So taking an old piece of clothing and making it new. The fifth bucket is renting. So you not having to actually buy something, but borrowing or renting it from places like Rent the Runway. The sixth bucket would be secondhand clothing, which is my absolute favorite. And you're just not buying freshly brand new out of the factory clothing. You're actually wearing and buying something that someone else previously owned. So you're giving that clothing item a second life. And the last bucket is capsule, meaning capsule wardrobes. Therefore, you're consuming less and you're wearing less for longer. If you want to go more in depth with these seven categories or these seven buckets, I'll link a blog post that I wrote a while back where I go into detail explaining what they all mean and why they are considered to be slow fashion in case I totally butchered it in these last 30 seconds. So anyway, how can we practice slow fashion while we're at home? The first thing that I tell people is to learn how to sew. A few years back, one of my really good friends told me that she didn't know how to sew. And it might sound super silly, 
but because I've always known how to sew, I just assumed everyone knew how to sew. Like all things, the more you sew, the better you get at it. So if you don't know how to sew, there are amazing tutorials out there on Skillshare, YouTube, and individual online sewing courses by small business owners. The reason why I think sewing is an amazing skill is because regardless of a pandemic or no pandemic, simple sewing skills can elongate the lifespan of your clothing. I can't express how valuable this skill is from being able to replace a broken button to hemming a dress that's too long. And the more advanced you get, the more adventurous you feel, you can start making your own clothing. Making pieces that you made for yourself, not only is it does it give you a satisfaction of completing something, but that piece of clothing fits you perfectly because you know your body best. The more advanced you become, the easier it is to upcycle clothing as well. In the beginning, I had a bit of a negative bias towards upcycling because I always looked at it as a DIY project or taking old clothing and just bedazzling them and painting on an old denim jacket and you have this DIY project that you're never going to wear. But now I realize that upcycling is just giving clothing a new life. It could be tailoring something to make it fit better or turning a dress into a top or turning it into a skirt. Or you could use that fabric to create a brand new item through a sewing pattern and it truly doesn't have to look DIY or bedazzled like it's 2002. You know what I mean? Anyway, another tip that I have for you is that during this time, as you're at home or sheltering in place, do laundry a little different. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but again, proper clothing maintenance is crucial. So to keep it short, all I'm going to say is that during this time when you're home, Why not do laundry a little different than you normally would during your busier days? And what I mean is that you can learn how to hand wash your clothing. The majority of the time when a hang tag, so that tag inside of your garment, says dry clean only, it usually means, or to me, it usually says that manufacturers didn't properly test that garment. Meaning they didn't take it to a third party to make sure that it would uphold after 30 home launderings or that in other or in other words that after 30 times that you would wash it at home that it would actually keep its shape and that it would keep its quality. Granted if you're not trying to wash something like velvet or anything super fancy you can actually hand wash delicate fibers such as silk and wool at home. And I I just recommend, if you're doing this for the first time, I recommend starting off simple with no extreme stain removals or anything that would require a lot of work in case you are a little anxious of hand washing your delegates. But I recommend a quick, cool water soak with a super gentle detergent, a tiny bit of agitation when you're washing it, and just finish off by laying flat your clothing to dry so it doesn't do much harm. And like always, stay away from heat. We don't want to agitate or irritate our clothing. Another way to do laundry differently is to hang your clothing to dry or to line dry the old school way. Not only are you using less energy overall, but you're giving your clothing a break from that 
drier heat and from, again, agitation, which is what wears down your clothing faster. Right now is the perfect time to hang dry your clothing because the weather is starting to warm up. Plus, you're probably not in a hurry to wear those clothing pieces anytime soon, unless you have somewhere to be. But even then, I'm I'm sure you have a bit of time to hang dry your clothing. Lastly, my tip would be to consume differently. During this time, we're all being affected by the economy in one way or, or another. Either we are having less money to spend due to job losses or lacking an emergency fund is causing us to save more money or not so best, best case scenario, some of our favorite shops are being shut down. As we examine where we lie in this very disparate time, it's not a bad idea to look at our consumption habits. The way that we can do this is in three ways, I think, by considering a shopping fest, by buying or selling secondhand, and by supporting small and local. Going back to the first tip within this tip uh, in considering a shopping fest, I have actually given up consuming clothing overall together unconsciously during this time because it really isn't a priority to me. Last summer, I did three months of no new clothes, which it coincidentally turned into three months of a shopping fest. It was incredible how I learned to curve my need to buy clothing and saved quite a lot in the in the long term. Granted, I also kind of did it out of necessity because during that time, I was unemployed. So not only did I curve my want to shop, but I've actually... It actually translated into different areas of my life where I saw how my consumption was affecting my finances. During this time, if you are able and you feel drawn to, donate the money that you normally would spend on clothes and donate them to someone who has either lost their job during this time or to a local organization or business that has been greatly affected by the closures. When buying and selling secondhand If you aren't already, right now is a great time to start. A lot of people are cleaning out their closets and selling through Poshmark, Depop, ThreadUp, eBay, Facebook Marketplace, and OfferUp. I love shopping secondhand through apps and online because I get to narrow down my searches for very specific products that I have in mind, especially if I'm supporting a local online thrift store or through Instagram thrift stores. Check the show notes and I'll definitely link all my favorite ones. I have a couple friends who have really great online thrift stores as well. And lastly, when we're talking about supporting small and local, I really urge you to think about the small businesses around you. I think that something that doesn't really cross our minds often is the fact that small businesses run on small margins. They're essentially living paycheck to paycheck. A few weeks ago, the announcement of Elizabeth Susan's closure stunned the ethical fashion community because no one really expected that this beloved business would actually go out of business. More and more small and ethical businesses are being affected due to the change in consumer behavior. Right now, our priorities are keeping ourselves fed and keeping ourselves and our families healthy, so clothing really isn't a priority right now in our lives. If you're able during this time, please consider supporting small businesses either locally around you 
or online. In the show notes, I will link a list of all my favorite go-to ethical and sustainable businesses, but I really, really urge you to look within your community first because I guarantee it that you've seen that business owner at the grocery store or you know exactly who they are and they know you by your first name. If you have more tips on how we can practice slow fashion while we're at home, please send them my way so I could share them within the community. Please be safe out there. And if you liked this episode, please send it to a friend, subscribe, or rate us. You can also find us on Instagram at solely underscore co and at our website, solelyco.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Mm-hmm.